So get your Bibles. We're going to jump right into this. I'm not I'm going to try not to be long, uh, but I want to deal with something that I started on Wednesday when I was talking about the community of God. And so the Lord began to deal with me about some things uh, that we're responsible for as the community. And so I want to go to Romans chapter 15, verses one and two. We're going to do this in the King James version, and then uh, we'll go from there. It is it is important that we understand that if the church is going to move forward, the church is going to move forward. It is our responsibility to play our part. Somebody say, I got to play a part. Romans chapter 15, verse 1 and 2 says this. We then that are strong, somebody say strong are to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Verse two, let everyone, every one of us, please his neighbor for his good to edification. Go back to verse one. Come here, RJ. We then, y'all clap for my God, son. We then, that are strong, say strong. Jump up there. You good? All right. Do like we practice now. Got a good grip? Don't mess up now. You comfortable? We then that are strong are to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Verse 2. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. We then that are strong are to bear the infirmities of the weak. What is an infirmity? An infirmity is a physical weakness or ailment. Quality or state of being infirm, lack of strength. Watch this. A moral weakness or failing. It is an emotional or mental ailment. Somebody say infirmity. You all right? Okay. The result, get into this text. The result of the help Paul speaks of in Romans chapter 15 is edification. The whole point of us carrying the infirmities of the weak is so that we can edify. Our aim is to build up, right? The goal is not to carry them the whole time. It's just to carry them long enough till they're able to walk on their own. Y'all with me? We want the spiritually weak to be transformed into the spiritually strong. If you look at the same text in the message, put it, pull it up in the message. I like the message. It says, those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. I'm not carrying him because I want y'all to look at me and say, oh, Pastor Torn so nice. He carrying that little boy, that little boy. We No, no, no. It's for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us. Look around, look around, look around, look around, look around, and say, it's my responsibility to make sure you're good. 
So, 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 Stacy Floyd, you're gonna have to be my my foster today. So if I'm doing good, you gotta nod your head. That's what foster would do for my rap. So, 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 if we are able to classify ourselves in the group of, addressed in this chapter of strong, we who are strong, if that's us, we need to know that in most cases, we didn't get in this group by accident. If you strong now, that don't necessarily mean you are always strong. Oh, y'all ain't gonna help today. Somebody had to pull you up. Somebody had to had to carry you. Somebody had to help build you up. Somebody had to help you become people. People had to teach you. You all right? I'm gonna give you a few dollars when we get through with this. People, people, people taught us. People taught us it wasn't just carrying. It wasn't just me needing somebody to, 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 for me to be a handicap to them. They didn't handicap me. They just carried me to help build me up. So who, like people, people, people encouraged us. Maybe you served or you had a mentor or an example showing you the way uh, to grow in your faith. Parents, elders, pastors, Bible class teachers. Y'all remember BTU if you was in the Baptist church? Okay. Preachers, leaders, Christian friends. Most of us have had several people along the way to motivate us to want to become stronger, to want to become better, to want to become wiser. In turn, we need that kind of help to give to others. At some point, it becomes our responsibility to carry our brothers or sisters that may be weak. Does not matter uh, where you are. At some point in life, you'll need to be carried, built up, or pulled up in some type of way or form, right? Have you ever been in a place where you needed to be carried? In an isolated state and you don't want to be bothered with nobody, need to be carried, emotionally drained because of the complexities of life you need to be carried the weight of being a single parent trying to figure it out as you go you need to be carried living life without your parents and you trying to go forward without motherly and father wisdom you need to be carried struggling watch it now struggling to balance your mental health while dealing with your family while going to work school and ministry you need to be caring i've been there I, I, i've been there I, I, i've been in that place where i needed to be caring started uh some of y'all may not know this i started a church in 2010 and 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 I was doing good. You know, when you start a church, you think you arrived. Dog. Had my little church, huh? and, and I was doing good. And I, they was calling me. I was getting engagements and can on. Y'all better watch it now. I was doing pretty good. I, I I thought I thought that I was good. I ain't need to be carried no more. 2011, my mother transitioned, and I'm still preaching teaching, engagements, doing life by myself. All the while, 
I needed to be carried. So 2011, my mother transitioned. God was so gracious that unlike most people, my mother in love loved me just like I was her own. So every, everybody ain't got that testimony. It's all right. Just pray for it. Just pray for it. So, so my mother in love, she slid right in and she, she filled the gap. And so she carried me only for three years because three years after my mama passed, she transitioned. 2014. Watch this. Just because you need to be carried, the assignment doesn't change just because you're going through. So, so here I am. Y'all better catch that. Here I am. I'm a pastor. I'm carrying people while all I need, I need to be carrying. Preaching, I'm teaching, I'm, I'm praying for folk, I'm laying hands and, and I'm doing counseling and I got engagements, my face on the flyer and I'm doing good as people thought. But all the while I was doing what I was doing, I needed to be carried. Have you ever been in a place, jump down, have you ever been in a place where you needed to be carried? Thank you, sir. We was doing all of this stuff. Delvin, we, we ministering. We, we engagements. And, and we looking good on flyers. On the outside, we looking like we doing pretty good. But on the inside, we really needed help. We needed to get to a place where we can be carried, where we can be built up, edified. We needed a lifeline. <laughs> y'all missed that because many of you needed to be carried at one point until you got to a lifeline so watch it now we going through this season we doing all of this stuff finally and I've never shared this before can I share this we were uh, in church my, my mother my mother in love transitioned suddenly we weren't expecting it one week she was here, three days later she was here, a day after that she was gone. So we had no prep for that. My wife, quite naturally, pretty much lost it. But I felt like I had to uh, uh, continue the assignment. I'm carrying people all the while I needed to be carried. So one Sunday we were in church, the Lord gives me an open vision and I see in this open vision, my wife having a nervous breakdown. I'm in service, but while I'm in service, the Lord gives me an open vision of us being in service, and she has a nervous breakdown. Everybody in the church is having a good time. Worship is going on. I'm in a trance. I see her have a nervous breakdown. Ambulance comes. We go to the hospital. The whole nine. I see this in an open vision. That day, I said, God, listen, I can't have this for my wife. So we got to do something different. So I go into conversation. I call my man of God. I say, Pastor, look, man, we, we struggling with this whole transition. The apostle says, maybe you should consider coming over here for a while until you get the help that you need 
So I go back to my wife. I say, baby, look, maybe we need to take a break. Maybe we need to sit down. Let me talk to the Lord about it. God is so God. He says something to me that really blew my mind. I said, God, listen, man, I'm the pastor. We don't shut down. I'm from the old school. The old school preachers say stay on the wall. I said, the devil, if I stay on the wall and my wife have a nervous breakdown, I'm coming off the wall. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. So the Lord says, I tell you what, son, you take care of your bride and I'll take care of my bride. <laughs> Me being super pastor, I say, no, no, uh-uh, you ain't say that, Lord. I'm, I'm the pastor. I'm the, I'm the lead pastor. I cannot afford to be in a pastor's position being carried. Some people get so caught up in their titles and their position, you miss an opportunity to get what you need. Y'all better watch what I'm saying. And so, and so, and so finally, I said, okay, God, we're going to rotate. Tell my wife, we make a transition. We do everything we need. So watch this. We get here. And everybody clapped. Pastor had us stand up. And, oh, praise God, the Sanders. And, and oh, my God, we're looking forward to what the Lord is going to do through their lives and all of that old good stuff. But on the inside, we needed to be carried. Then Pastor had a nerve to say, y'all can't sit in the back. Sit in the front. I want to honor your gift. I say, Pastor, we're hurting, dude. Like, I don't want to be on no stage. We needed to be carried. So God put us in a place in a lifeline where we can be carried and built up. So about a year, my wife sat, she didn't do nothing. Came here every Sunday. The mothers. Y'all don't understand something about the anointing that's on the mothers. Every Sunday, they surrounded her. They loved on her. They gave her hug. They gave her kisses. They let her cry. Moms came in some days, didn't say nothing, just said, come here, daughter. Come here, son. And we cried, and we cried, and we slobbed, and we cried, and we worshiped. We were being carried. There are people in the church that need to be carried. And it's our responsibility. I got 15 minutes. I'm going to use all 15 and I'm going to get out your way. Dude, there are people that need to be carried. And it's our responsibility. The Bible says in Romans chapter 15 verse 2. In the ESV, you don't got to put it up. I just want to read it. It said, let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. Oh, you got it? Well, praise God. Let each of us, us. Please his neighbor, you, for his good to build him up. In the message, I like the message. The message said it like this. The message says, each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? What can I do? We got to get out of the place of coming to the church all the time, talking about what I need and what I got to deal with and what I'm going through. Every now and then, you need to come in and say, who can I help? Who, who can I carry? Who can I minister to? Who can I build up? The church has gotten selfish. 
This ain't even in my notes. We do more selfies at church just as much as we do at our job. Selfish. You come to the church and the first thing you say is, Sister Johnson didn't speak to me today. I ain't coming to this church no more. Have you ever thought that Sister Johnson might be going through and she needs your help? Come in here with your self-righteous spirit, mad at the pastor because he didn't mention your name in his sermon. You're selfish. Pastor, a man too, so he got to go through some time. Every now and then, how about you pray for him? It's our responsibility to go to Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Watch your voice, Reverend. New living. Dear brothers and sisters, I like when Paul writes, he oftentimes starts off with dear. Dear brothers and sisters, watch this. If another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back into the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. Go to the message. Go to the message. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Live creatively, friends. The message kind of, you know, set you up to hit you. Live creatively, friends. If someone falls into sin, forgivingly restore him. Saving your, watch this. Saving your critical comments for yourself. Because it don't make no sense for you to carry me if you're going to complain the whole time you carry me talking junk about me while I'm on your back. <laughs> you might be needing forgiveness before the day's out. In other words, you need to keep your mouth shut while you're carrying me because there will come a time when I may have to carry you. You don't want me talking about you with your cigarette breath while you all on my neck. It's hot. Okay. Share their burdens and so complete Christ's law. Watch this. This is what threw me off yesterday. That's why I couldn't even send my stuff to the screen words. He says, if you think you are too good for that, you are badly deceived. I don't have time to really exegete the text like I would desire. So I just want to do a real simple dissertation. On Galatians chapter 6. If someone falls into what? Sin. Forgivingly restore them. Saving your critical comments for yourself. This is important. Because we who are strong need to be strong enough to carry who we need to carry without our judgment. Sometimes you don't really need to even know why you carrying them. All you know is there's a need and there's a destiny and it's my job to help you get there. Okay. I, okay. I got a story. I got a story. Mark chapter two. This is really different for me 
Floyd, because normally when I preach, I give my title before I preach. But God has me in a different space. So he says, don't give him the title until the end. So I'm not bothered because he's messing up my rhythm. That's how I preach, right? I went to school. We have the text. We have an intro. We have body. We have conclusion. That's how I was taught. But God says, in this season, you're going to do it the way I'm telling you to do it. There's a story. There's a story. There's a story. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. He says, uh, Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later. The news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house or the temple where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside the door. When he was preaching God's word for them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. Uh They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they went on the roof. They dug a hole through the roof above his head. They lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Watch Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. And so here we have a dilemma. Somebody say dilemma. Eight minutes. I bet you I make it. I bet you I make it. I bet, I bet you I make it. We got a dilemma. We got a dilemma. We got, we have a, a paralyzed man. The Bible says that he was paralytic. Paralytic man carried by four men trying to get to Jesus. This word paralytic means that someone who is paralyzed, unable to move or act. It means he was impaired uh, uh, to the progress or functioning of. He was made inoperative or powerless, disabled, weak of limbs. So we have this paralyzed man who has a need. He has a need to be healed by Jesus. Okay, and so because there's a dilemma, the four men decide, since we can't get in the door, we're going to go the extra mile and we're going to go on the roof. Okay, watch me, watch me, watch me. He was in a place of dependency to where he couldn't do it on his own. Have you ever been in a place where you had to depend on people? I remember uh, before I bought my car, I had to wait on my friend. You know the friend that say, I'll be there in five minutes. You dress, you on the porch. And you call them, hey man, where you at? Watch see, I'm on my way. You said five minutes. But you can hear in the background, he putting on his shoes. Okay. The dependent, right? He, he, this, 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 this paralyzed man, I need you to put, put yourself in his place. He was paralyzed. He was in a place of dependency. Uh, And then on top of that, he had to be carried by four men and he was unable to get to Jesus. Lord have mercy. That's a dilemma because he wanted to get to Jesus, but he was unable to get to Jesus. Now, the Bible talks about a man who was by the pool of Bethesda for 38 years, right? The man uh, uh, couldn't move, but I was always uh, baffled by the text because, in my opinion, if you really wanted to get somewhere, you would have made it happen. You would have rolled. You would have scooted. Y'all ain't saying nothing here because of your desperation. But this man, he really could not move at all. And so he had to depend on four men. Now, there were four men I want to talk about the four men. These four men, they didn't have no names. They didn't, they didn't have no titles. It was just four men helping a brother out. The Bible didn't say 
if they were his brothers. The Bible did not say if they were related or they were friends. The Bible didn't say if they lived in the hood. You know, we look out in the hood. I grew up on Lockwood. Where you at? Okay. Ebony, I know you've been working out, but 900 block of Lockwood, we still holding it down. Okay, and so, and so, he, 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 the Bible didn't say if they was from the hood. The Bible didn't say if they even knew this brother. Just four men carrying a brother to Jesus. Watch this, no spotlight, no accolades, uh, no post on social media. I'm carrying this dude to Jesus. Then you say stuff like, hashtag, I'm doing the work of the Lord. People didn't, okay. No rewards, just four men helping somebody get to Jesus. Because of their faith and their fortitude, they were really, 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 really desiring to see this boy edified, to see him built up, to see him have his desires met. When was the last time that you carried somebody? Yeah, when I said it last night to myself, I felt the same way. The question remains, when was the last time that you took away what you wanted to do and put the focus on somebody else? When was the last time you carried somebody? Somebody that you didn't know. Somebody that didn't want cool with you. They didn't work with you. But you knew that they needed a need met. When was the last time that you carried somebody? Bible says, uh, verse 5, Seeing their faith, their faith, their faith, their faith. It's amazing to me how things can happen because of your faith. It was the boy's desire, but it was their faith. Lord have mercy. There are people that has been conditioned by what their situation is, but you need to get around some people that's going to use their faith to get you healed. Y'all That's why it's important. I ain't got time to deal with it. But you got to make sure you're around go-getters. People that know how to get stuff done. And see, many of us, we're expecting the people around us to do stuff for us. And they ain't even the people that's really for us. You got to get around some people that's for you. That's going to help you get to the Lord. I'm from the hood. All Drew, everybody going to eat if you and my crew. We, we all going to live. If, if I'm riding slick, you going to ride slick. Y'all ain't saying nothing. The church has lost the savor as it pertains to us looking out for our people. The book of Acts, the book of Acts, everybody in Acts said, hey, I ain't got a lot, but I'm going to bring what I got to the apostle and everybody going to feast off of it. Old school church, we don't have old school church like this. Old school church, they used to have potlucks in between services uh-huh we got an afternoon service you ain't got nothing to eat just bring a little something i bring a little something you bring a little something and we're gonna go down to the basement and everybody gonna eat they brought this boy yeah they brought this boy to jesus the bible says seeing their faith Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. And if you drop down to verse 11 and 12, he says, I say to you, get up, pick up your pallet and go home. 
he got up immediately not because of his faith but because of his boys the very people that were carrying him had enough faith to believe if they can get him to Jesus we need some four men in the church we need some people that's not afraid to carry others I don't care about your situation I don't care about what you've done I don't care what you smell like I don't care what you did last night I don't care what you got on all I know is I have to get you to Jesus and so I gotta put you on my back God help me I gotta put you on my back and I gotta do whatever I gotta do to get you to Jesus point at somebody and say it's up to us Don't, don't do that. It's, 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 it's up to us to edify. It's up to us to build up. Last scripture, and I'm out of here. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, in the Amplified. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read this, then I'm going to give you my title. Philippians chapter 2, I don't have time. Paul writes to the church of Philippi. And he gives them instructions on how to be effective believers. So he picks it up in chapter 2, verse 3. He says, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit through factual motive or strife. That means if you're going to do it, do it with a pure heart. Okay. Don't, don't even carry me if you really don't want to carry me. I, I don't want your little fake while I'm praying for you. I don't want that little, uh, if you need anything, just call me. You're a lie. You know how I know you're lying? Because I ain't even got your number. If you need anything, just text me. With what? I ain't got your number. How can you even say? Okay. Watch this. But with the attitude of humility, whew, being neither arrogant or self-righteous, regard others more important than yourself. Y'all better listen to me, church. There comes a point in your life as a believer where you got to get off your high horse and regard others as more important than yourself. Verse 4, do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Verse 5, did I give you verse 5? Oh, okay, go, go, go to the New Living Translation. Don't just look out for yourself. Okay, New Living. Don't be selfish. Ooh, y'all got real quiet. Some of y'all thinking like, yeah, I, I have been a little selfish. Uh -huh. It's okay. We're at church. This is where you get free. Uh -huh. Don't be selfish. I like this one. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Verse 4. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. Verse 5. no verse 5 verse 5 says you must have the same attitude that Christ did and so 
It's our responsibility to carry the weak, to build up the weak, huh? to edify those that are weak. But here's the thing. I give my title and I take my seat. It's your responsibility to carry me, but don't drop me. When you go back to the story, I'm done. Those four men carried this paralyzed boy to Jesus. The Bible says, the Bible says that it was so crowded, Brother Floyd, that they couldn't get in the front door. They, they, they were determined. Huh? And so all the while they're going through the motions, they're still carrying the boy. And so they couldn't get in the door. So what they did was they had to carry him to the roof. While they're carrying him to the roof, they also had to make sure he didn't fall. I got, I got to get out of here because many people in the church don't come to the church no more because while you were carrying them, you dropped them. And so, yes, sir. So the boys were carrying this boy on the side of the church. The Bible says that they had to dig a hole. Now, I need you to understand if you can use your spiritual imagination, it's not made out of the same material as a regular roof back in the eastern uh mid-eastern uh days and, and back when their place they used clay and they they used stuff like that so it was kind of easy to tear it up because some of y'all thinking how they gonna tear a hole in the church the church is not built by man it's by the lord whatever so they they tear a hole in the roof all the while they're still carrying the boy digging a hole and they had to make sure that he didn't fall sometimes when you're carrying people it's gonna get hard uh-huh it's gonna get difficult y'all ain't saying nothing in this church because you've been carrying yourself but now you got to put yourself in the mindset that i gotta carry somebody else and doing this journey of carrying others it's gonna get hard because you might have to take them a different route you might have to climb up a tree you might have to climb up a church you might have to dig a hole but whatever you do don't drop me have you ever been in a place where you needed to be carried and people had to hold you up and people had to pray for you and people had to build you and people had to push you? You was like, keep praying, keep pushing, but don't drop me. It's our responsibility to bear the infirmities of the weak. Watch this. Physically spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. Lift your hands. I'm done. Father, as we transition into this new space, this new atmosphere, we transition into fresh assignments, the new assignments. I pray, God, that you would give us the spiritual boldness and wherewithal to carry whoever needs to be carried. Those of us that are here that needs to be carried, I pray that you would counsel the spirit of pride. And whoever needs help, let them say, I need help. 
it is our responsibility to help them wherever they need and so father i pray now that as we go forward with the ministry on the earth that you will continue continually give us what we need to do what we need to do we who are strong will bear the infirmities of the weak we believe strength now in the name of jesus we receive strength now in the name of jesus not just strength for ourselves but strength to carry our brothers and whatever you will have us do we receive now in jesus name clap your hands real good and give the lord praise for the word